Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. step, Lord, will you carry me? And when I've lost my fight, will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? I shall not want. I shall not want. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley, and I shall not walk. I shall not walk. I shall not walk. Cause my cup's running over, running over, and I shall not walk. And I will lift my eyes to where my hell comes from. <laughs> And I won't be afraid of the shadow Cause I've seen the sun And no, I will not stop When the wind gets hard Cause the green always grows in the valley And that's where you Yes. <laughs> 
this life is over I'm gonna live again I'm gonna trade this cross for my crown This world is not the end For when you call in glory and he's gonna meet me there I shall not walk I shall not walk he will wipe every tear from my eyes I shall not walk Forever I shall not walk For the Lord is my shepherd When I'm down in the valley I said the Lord is my shepherd When I'm lacking I said <laughs> that the Lord is my shepherd And I shall not walk Hey, come on, sing it out I've got everything that I Your goodness, your goodness and your mercy yeah. I've got everything that I need Oh, your goodness and your mercy Someone give God a big glory. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. Is there anyone in the house that has goodness? Has mercy? Hallelujah. Wow. He didn't promise that it would all be a bed of roses. He didn't have a promise that we wouldn't have a but he promised to go with us all the way, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. I'm very aware of what time it is. But I must tell you in the next few minutes 
that this is our time. This is our time. Lord, burnt that into my spirit early in the week. And I must tell you today, this is our time. We've got all that we need. We've got his goodness. We've got his mercy. It follows us. Now is our time. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Stand with me all over this building, please. I feel the presence of God in this house. I was about to make a, another bad mistake that Jennifer Moore, her, her uh, sister is terminally ill and she sent a request that we would pray. And I want to take time right now to pray. Heavenly Father, for Jennifer's sister, you know where she's at. You know what the situation is. And she sent word. Lord, she sent word because she believed that praying people can touch heaven for healing and for a miracle. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. First John chapter 2, verse 18, and I want you to pick up on how it begins, my little children or little children. It is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. I believe firmly that we're living in the last time, and I believe that this is our time to make a difference. Father, let the anointing flow over every individual we ask in Jesus' lovely and precious holy name. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. The premise of this entire message is that God has raised you and I up for this hour. COVID did not take God by surprise. He didn't go, oh my goodness, I didn't prepare for it. Racial injustice and problems did not knock God off of his throne. The things that I'm going to be talking about that are signs of the end time, it did not bring a surprise to God's face. God knew that it was coming. But he allows some of this as signs of the end time. The church is under attack, and I don't mean Bethesda Church of God, I mean the body of Christ is under attack. If I had hours, and I mean literally hours, I could just go and review some of the things that are on the news that is negative toward the church. And so I want to share with you, that's not going to get better. We are living near the end. 
and the church is going to be attacked because sin is on the rampage. But the Bible says where sin doth abound, the grace of God doth much more abound. So no matter how big sin gets, just understand the grace of God is greater than what we're surrounded. John was writing here and he said, this is the last time. Now, you would look and say, my goodness, he wrote that thing about 2,000 years ago. And, and he's talking about the last time. He's talking about the time from his writing until the coming of the Lord. And he said, there are going to be antichrists. And I must tell you, if there's ever a day that there has been antichrist, and I don't mean just the antichrist, I'm talking about people who are antichrist. You think about it, in our society, we've, we've had an attack. Don't put Ten Commandments even on the wall of a public building. You think about it, we're not, I, I went, it makes me sick every time, but I don't care what football game, baseball game. Now, at least, thank God, at least they will have a prayer. But my goodness, it would be a tragedy if they used the name of Jesus. So they, they just have to pray things like, in your name. Uh, or, or just simply they cut it off and amen. Because now the church is under attack. Don't use the name of Jesus Christ. You can talk about Muhammad. You can talk about uh, Sun Young Moon. You can talk about any other religious leader. But man, you mentioned the name of Jesus and people's head spins around because the church is under attack used to be that children could pray in school and, and now you have open prayer with children unless it's under certain guidelines and all of a sudden and you're going to be drugged uh, before uh, the legal department because you violated the rights. I just want to tell you we, we have people who are trying to get in God we trust off of our uh, currency. Uh, we have people who gripe and complain if there's a nativity scene and it's, it's on some kind of private property or public property, rather. And, and it's always, always, always an attack on Jesus. And if it's an attack on Jesus, it's an attack on you and I. And if it's an attack on you and I, it's an attack on the church. So we're living in that time. The Bible says that men's hearts would fail them for fear of things to come. So why I'm preaching this today is because I don't want you having uh, anxiety over this. I don't want you being fearful. I, I've, I've seen people literally almost to have a nervous breakdown. Oh, I hope I, Jesus is coming. I, I, when is it going to happen? I hope. Look here. Just be watching and ready. Just do what you need to do. And he's going to take care of the rest for you. Amen. 
But are we living in the last time? I am being as open and honest as I know how to be with you. I do not know of anything that would hinder the coming of Jesus Christ. In fact, I'll be honest, if I was not a Christian, I would not wait for a preacher to give me an altar call. I'd be at the altar. He'd just have to keep preaching while I was praying. So what are some of the signs? The Bible tells us in the last days there's going to be wars and violence and lawlessness. My gracious. Well, that just read our mail. Laws, lawlessness and violence and and. Oh, how I wish I had hours to talk to you on that. I was watching just several news clips, and it was amazing to me how, how people are defending lawlessness. They're defending that people are doing things that are preposterous against our laws, but yet still there are others who defend them and say it's okay. The Bible tells us not only that there will be wars, but that there will be earthquakes and natural catastrophes. In 2022 alone, already this year, there has been 8,443 earthquakes recorded so far. The Bible says that the earth moaneth and groaneth as a woman in travail. Even Mother Earth knows it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Things can't keep going like it is. Drought and famine was prophesied. Drought and famine is often brought about by wildfires, and it's kind of a natural progression. And, uh, this year, in 2022, is the most wildfires that's ever been recorded in the last 10 years. Already this year, we've had 48,000 uh, wildfires and, and more than 6 million acres have been burnt. And all of that brings on floods and and drought and it, it, it keeps going but here's the point it was prophesied that there would be disease and epidemics and and we're very aware of what a pandemic can do and so you we look at that and we can start biting our nails and say oh my goodness what are we going to do we're going to be the church because now is our time if there's ever a time that people need the church it's now somebody needs to let your light shine in such a way we the bible says we're a light up on a hill that cannot be hid and now is our time to be the most vibrant that we've ever been it's our time the world is dark i want you to think about this in Exodus, these people were in, in exile. Uh, they had been Egyptian slaves. But then the word came and said, look here. Tomorrow, 
we're getting out of here. Tomorrow is our time. And so the people put blood on the doorpost. It's called Passover. And the angel of death passed over. But on the morning, these people went from being Egyptian slaves to being free. It was their time. God had appointed that this was their hour. I want you to think about the people who marched around the walls of Jericho. They marched around for six days, and on the seventh day, they were supposed to march for seven times. And for six days, nothing happened, but on the seventh day, that was their time. They're getting ready to take over Jericho. They're getting ready to be victorious, and they march around, and sure enough, it was their time. Joseph had been in a pit. Joseph had been in Potiphar's house. Joseph had been in prison. But there came a day that it was his time. His time came, and he was taken from the, uh, pardon me, from the prison to the palace. Understand, this is our day. I think about Pentecost. When these folks were seeking God in an upper room, they were told to go and tarry until they be endued with power from on high. Day after day, they had been seeking for this outpouring. They had not received this gift before, but now their day came. And the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one mind and one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Listen to me today. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. That day came even as it was prophesied. Today, I'm asking you to consider your day. I really believe that when God was speaking to my heart, he not only wanted me to tell you that this is our day as a church, but I believe he was wanting me to tell you that this is our day individually. Can you imagine the blind man sitting by the roadside? But that happened to be his day. Jesus passed by that day. <laughs> And Jesus touched him and healed him. He went from blind to being able to see because it was his time. I, I want you to think about the leper, that his skin is literally coming off of his bones. And he is in a corrupted condition, ugly and fearful to look at. But now it is his day because the master came by his way. And when the master came by, it changed his life. As Jesus touched him, the leper was made whole and no longer was in that condition because it was his time. I think about 
the demoniac running naked among the tombs, people fearful to even pass by. But this time Jesus came, and it was the demoniac's time he delivered and Jesus spoke to the demons and said go and they ran violently or they ran into the swine and the swine ran violently down into the water why and how did it happen it happened simply because it was his time and I'm feeling this right now as I'm preaching I don't know what you're needing but God today is instructing me to tell you it is time it is your time why would you come to church and have to leave begging why would you come to church and have to leave in the same condition that you arrived you don't have to this is our time In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, listen to this. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That's our society. Our society is, I want to go to church, but I want church to be seeker-friendly. I want church to be comfortable. I want church to be where you make me feel good and don't you ever tell me anything bad. Amen? There's going to be times that you're going to have to endure correction. But correction doesn't come from the Lord because he wants to hurt you. Correction comes because he loves you. In my early Christian experience, listen to this. In my early Christian experience, the Lord convicted me of a lot of things. I was young and I was growing. And there would be numbers of times that I'd fall under conviction. And I felt like that I had grown a good bit. And some years went by, in fact, numbers of years went by. And I was doing something, and when I did, the Holy Spirit brought that conviction on me over what I was doing at that moment. I started rejoicing. I said, thank you, God, that you still are able to speak to me. Thank you that you're still correcting me. Thank you that you love me enough that you're still steering me and guiding me. And so today I want you to know if you won't endure sound doctrine, you're in trouble and you're affecting your time. God is ready to pour out blessing on you and he's wanting to give you your time, but your time has to be lining up with his will. In Romans chapter 5, verse 20, I want you to stand with me. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Noah found safety in the ark, and we have safety in the church. 
Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Listen to this. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I know I, I probably get quite simplistic in my preaching. I do it on purpose. But when I was a kid, there was a superhero and, and he had this force field, field around him. And so he could press a button and when he pressed the button, it didn't matter if they were shooting at him, throwing stones at him, didn't matter if the rockets were coming because he had that force field around him. Things would just bounce off. Things would just go because he was surrounded. My Lord, help me right now. I will build my church and the gates of hell no matter what weapon is formed against you is not going to prosper. Now you might not be able to see it. You might not, the person next to you might not be able to see it, but you've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. You've got the angels of the Lord encamped around about you. You've got the prayers of the saints. So you and I are walking powerhouse. And so it's our time to go. It's our time to be a difference maker in a world that is going to hate you. We have to shine. It's our time. Right now, what do you need from God? Right now, what do you need God to do for you personally? Well, preacher, this is an area that I'm weak in. This is an area that I'm struggling in. I want you to get ready. And I want you to believe. But here's something else. As a church, I want you to understand that we're going to win. And we're going to need each other more than ever before. Brother Matthew is our prayer leader and our prayer minister. And on Tuesday nights at the Hedge, it's not just about coming for a prayer service. It's about a hedge. It's about what I'm talking about, praying one for another. I encourage you to be at prayer service, both that and on uh, Tuesday morning at 10. We've got to have prayer. We've got to cover each other. But I want you to leave here with confidence that it's our time we don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be shaking. But we are victorious. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, I want to end with this, verse 16, pardon me, 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. And so shall we ever be 
with the Lord. I believe at any moment that the trumpet of God shall sound. Are you ready? Here's my last thing that we're going to pray. I want you to picture this with me. I want you to get it in your mind. You hear this trumpet blast. All of a sudden, you feel something transforming you. You see the dead rising up and you start rising with them. You get up into the clouds and you realize, hey, this is the rapture and we're, we're leaving. You see Jesus and, and we're, we're flying away to be with him. And, and, and we get into heavenly places and I don't know how God is going to handle it for us. But I have often wondered what would it be like if I looked and I did not see my wife? What would it be like if I didn't see my family members? What would it be like if I didn't see my friends? And I'm just telling you, I do not want it to ever happen that I did not at least try to get my loved one or my friend saved before it was too late. Now's a perfect time. It's our time. Would you bow your head with me? If there's anyone who isn't a Christian, now is your time. Right now. Right now is your time. Don't put it off another second. If you're not a Christian, would you just raise your hand up toward heaven, preacher? I need Jesus Christ as my Savior today. Would you just raise your hand and say, pray for me right now. Don't be ashamed to do that. He's able. He's able to wash your sins away. He's able to forgive you. You can put your hands down. And I now am saying, if you've got a loved one that you know that they really need Jesus, you're not trying to be a judge, but you know by the Word of God that they're not living right. They're not, you don't have a lot of hope of them making heaven and you want to see that change and you want to be an instrument to help win them. Raise your hand right now. I've got a loved one. I've got multiple loved ones. I've got friends that I want to see saved before it's too late. Put your hands down. I'm asking one last thing. Right now, if you have a need, a personal need, no matter what it is, physical, financial, emotional, spiritual, whatever it is, that you want God to undertake for you today, raise your hand up toward heaven. Raise it up toward heaven. In Jesus' name, here we are. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. This altar is open. If you want to come pray, I will be happy to pray with you. Father, right now, hands went up. We've got lost loved ones that if something doesn't happen quickly, before you come back, they will die and go to hell. And Lord, I don't want that to happen. Help us. Help us to go and let our light shine and win someone before it's too late. I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that we would be bold in front of our family. Bold in front of our friends. At least give them a chance. And Lord, I pray that you'd give us wisdom on how to win them. 
now, dear Lord, there's hands that went up of personal needs. And I pray no matter what it is, physical, financial, emotional, spiritual, whatever it is, right now that they would understand that this is their time right now on this uh, 30th day of October. Right now is their time for them to receive. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, right now, just ask him. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Go ahead and ask him. Ask him for the mighty things. Ask him right now and believe. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, so be it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father God, we love you and we bless your name. I want you to listen to me right now. Everyone look this way. I just feel compelled one more time to tell you that this is our time. I don't know exactly what all God is wanting to do, but there is something special in the house today, and He's ready to do for you and do for us. Let's be difference makers in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Sims, come on over here. We're going to pray with these who are in the altar. I'm going to dismiss you. Thank you so much for your kindness toward my wife and I. We love you. Let's be dismissed with our scripture. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you. We love each and every one of you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.